0: So welcome to the fifth episode of the Football Index podcast by the Football Index Guide. And today I'm very, very excited for this podcast because I have the injury guru himself, Ben Dinnery. If you've been playing fancy football the last however many years, you'll know who this guy is. I mentioned him in a video where I talked about the top five people that you should follow on Twitter if you're a Football Index trader. And he's quite active on Twitter, basically giving people information on Premier League injuries. So if you don't follow him, he is a must-have on your feed. So Ben, welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh, thank you. We appreciate the introduction. Very nice indeed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, you know what? I when I saw your tweet about Football Index, I thought, you know, this will be a great topic. Ben Dinnery being on the Football Index for the next episode and then i think i was on my commute and i just thought why the hell should i just not ask him to to come on himself instead of just talk about him and um, i'm really happy you've uh you've decided to come on so what what have you been your first impressions of football index since you've only been on for like a month or so
1: yeah i would say around about 4 to 5 weeks now um and to be honest it's been a, a really good experience am... I wasn't really sure what I was letting myself in for. Um, I, you know, I had, I had seen the advertisements and I, I had heard one or two conversations. Um, and uh, do you know what? I just thought, oh, what the hell? I, I, I'll, I'll use a little bit of um, my knowledge with regards to um, football and injuries and just to see if there's, if there's any way, you know, as we all do, we want to make a little bit of money.
0: Yeah, of course. Um,
1: and just thought, you know, could I use some of that insight to try and maybe build a portfolio? And, and you know, I'm not looking for maybe short-term gains. Um, it's more just of a of a, a a savings for myself. You know, just yeah, getting yeah. long and short, and just it's a better return than the bank. That's where of I'm course, looking at at course. the minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, one football index Twitter account. I think Football Index RC calculated the kind of returns from one messy performance buzz dividends and it was just like double or triple the the yearly bank rate and that was just off one buzz win so some of the returns people have made since it started have been absolutely phenomenal so um how did you how did you find out about was it was it through the tv adverts or tube ads or
1: um I, i think it was just um just through i've had one or two conversations and it's been mentioned once or twice and um and I've seen a lot of links through um, just through Google searches and things like that and, in, um, in advertisements here and there. Um, and, and it was just slowly just sort of drip fed. And I just thought one day, you know, why not give it a look, um, see what it's all about. Um, and here we are, like I say, around <laughs> about four, four to five weeks in the week. So very, very early days and um, still yeah. haven't really got a clue what I'm doing on it. Um, <laughs> But I'm of the mind, you know, if if I hold and and play the long game, then, you know, I'm I'm not going to lose too much money, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think what people do like about it mostly is that you could be, I know it's quite rare, but you could be like two pounds down on a player. And if you have the the money to hold him and not sell him within the, the three year period that you have a future for, then you could actually eventually make your money back on that player. Whereas... In conventional betting, like if you bet on someone to win or a draw or a goal scorer, that's kind of over in ninety minutes, and that buzz that you get that excitement finishes over ninety minutes, whereas what I find on football index you you know that kind of buzz can last for weeks on end or days or however long you fancy holding really so how how have you found it different to you know the conventional betting sites that we see in the u k
1: um, I mean, I, I was quite a, quite an active um, gambler back in the day until the family came along and the, and the wife quickly put a stop to that. Um, <laughs> so in recent years, I haven't really done a lot, um, but I've always been interested in, in the statistical side of things, in, in data, um, and just the job that I actually do now, it, it just lends itself quite well hmm. to Football Index. Um, you know, initially, me, me sort of focus was on those players who were injured, you know that was that was my first thought. Yeah. Look at the players who are injured now, um, with a view to you know obviously when they're recovering and they're they're entering maybe the final phase of rehab, um, then interest will will begin to you know generate interest and in, in hopefully the, the, the price will start to increase. Um, yeah, I mean that's sure. one of my first my my first portfolio buys was Danny Rose.
0: Mm.
1: Um, you know I knew he was due back in and around this time. So um, I got in at around about you know eighty pence a share, give or take, and and I think I got out at it, at it one pound seven. Mm, uh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, so that, that I mean, but he's the only sell at the minute. Um, you know, I, I sort of said you know if I I'm thinking you know if I can make fifth ten to twenty percent on a player, then I'm happy just to come out. I'm I'm not bothered mm. about making massive amounts and I just sort of reinvest that into somebody else yeah. um, you know Seamus Coleman being another player who I've who I've looked to sort of um, lean quite I'll say it quite heavily um, judging by some of the figures that I've you know people have been sending across to us on Twitter <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very very small fry <laughs>
0: Some of the yeah, some of the portfolios are quite crazy to be fair But um, yeah, I've actually been meaning to make a video on injuries for quite a long time because I had one video on How you can react to starting 11s and how that can affect player price how you can see a spike in some prices and you can kind of close that position make some money and that was actually going to be Incorporated into an injury related video, but it got too long and yeah the injury technique is really good like when someone gets injured they are going to decrease so if you can get them at or around their low point and then sell as they're coming back it's a really good technique for you who are slightly more passive in your investment so if you are listening out there I will have a video of it on it sorry at some point and you know hopefully if you don't look at the index too regularly then that's a tactic that you can employ to make some quite decent returns over like weeks or months. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's one kind of way that you've clearly done very well for yourself in terms of injury. So how did you actually get into the injury data analyst kind of freelance job?
1: Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. One I get asked um, quite a lot of times. Um, <laughs> I suppose the the short answer would be I I sort of fell into it. Um, I started working for PhysioRoom back in 2009-ish, but I had been involved in the website prior to that, but officially around about 2009, 2010. Um, And and my role within PhysioRoom was partly um, to, to work on their injury table so that was collecting and collating all of the, the, the data that went live on their table and, and through the social media channels. Um, but also creating content for the site with regards to the sports rehab products and, and blogging and, and so on and so forth. Um, family came along um, and we sort of decided then to up sticks and, and we went to live in Spain for a bit. Okay. And, and as part of that move, um, because I was you know traveling outside of the UK, um, I left um, a permanent position within Physio Room and then went on a freelance basis and just thought, you know, I'll um, I still work for Physio Room, um, you know, on that basis. And then and decided to start Premier Injuries, which is sort of my own little baby, which is a, it's a little bit of a slow burner. Um, you know, it takes a lot more time than you think to, to set these things up <laughs> and a lot more money. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's 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 just it sort of grew from a from a passion of you know my background was sports therapy. Um, I've done a lot of pitch side management, um, a lot of hands on stuff. But I I would say I sort of I fell out of love with that, and and it was all mm. about the data and the stats and the number crunching. Yeah. Um, and I had sort of one or two contacts within the game, and I used to get sort of good snippets of of information which um you know other people were interested in and it and it, and it just grew from there really
0: mm, yeah i've you know i've been following you for even you know i think when i first started football index i was i've always been like quite a avid fancy football player and uh i'd followed you for quite a bit and you pretty much like 95 percent of the time you're pretty spot on with it i mean i remember i'm trying to think of like controversial ones like the zlatan injury for example that caused like a huge crash in football index he went from like six pounds to two pounds 50 and it literally it was like a flash crash really like yeah and, and people had a lot of money in him like you know thousands of pounds worth and there was that old uh there was that <laughs> quote from luke Shaw where he told we talked about zlatan walking around the <laughs> injury room and people believed it like people were just yeah. believing these sources out of nowhere and i was like you need to do your research like he's 35, he might have just done every ligament in his knee and that's kind of what happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, well, I think that's what I, um, the information that I produce and, and, and the stuff that I put out there, I, I don't need to sensationalise things. I'm, I'm not selling it. I'm mm. not used to, you know, to drive traffic. Um, So I, I use me, me sort of medical background and my knowledge and also the, the, the contacts that I have got and, and just, you know, mean knowledge and experience from that to to hopefully give a a bit of a you know a a, a true guide and a and a better insight mm. into you know what's happening you know these players and and you can never be one hundred percent and I'm always um keen to stress that and I will not always be right you know there, there are instances where um I've been told players are coming back. Um, and sure enough, comes three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, they're nowhere to be seen. Mm. You know, the, these things happen and it, it is a science, but it's not an exact science. Yeah. You know, players have setbacks. Other things happen. Um, you know, you can't legislate for players falling out with managers or, or not training. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, you know, just because a player's involved doesn't mean he's fit. And, you know, on the flip side of that, just because a player doesn't make the match day squad doesn't mean that he's unfit. You know, so there are a lot of variables to to take into consideration, um, and and hopefully I can try to sort of cut through all the, the hype of ball and and just give a a true and honest reflection of of what's actually happening out there.
0: Yeah, I think you've uh, you've managed to do that really well so far. So you're, you're doing a great job. And um, yeah, like as I said, I put you in that kind of video where I talked about five people that I trusted on Twitter in terms of football news, and that was. You, David Ornstein, um, David Amoyal from from Italy, yeah. and um, Gianluca Damasio as well from from Italy, and then uh, Mohammed Bahafsi from from France. And I think, you know, whenever I see them tweet something, I always actually read the article. Whereas there are some journalists and some sources out there where I just, I'm just like, you've been wrong before, and not only wrong, but you've been consistently wrong and sometimes wrong yeah. to a ridiculous degree that I just can't even be bothered to read your <laughs> stuff anymore. Whereas, like, Gianluca Di for example, or David Ornstein, Ornstein especially, you know when he tweets about something, 99.9% of the time, it's coming from the club, or it's coming from a really good source, and it's pretty much yeah. true, it's pretty much fact. Like mm-hmm. on yeah. um, On deadline day, when he basically I think he he was on BBC sport live talking about how it was really really unlikely Sanchez was going to leave on transfer deadline day and um but Sky Sports News were running with a big story that Man City had made a bid etc etc that he was he wanted to move and he was on the verge of moving etc and I kind of looked at Sky Sports News who I thought at one point were the go-to guys but now I've realized very quickly that a lot of it is you know, not very reliable, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, I'm I'm always wary and of of people, you know, sources, Sky Sports sources, or you know, <laughs> whichever sources. Um, <laughs> I can understand, you know, sometimes then, uh, you know, you 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 do maybe have a, a a contact within a club or somebody who's you know got a little bit of um, insight into a particular club, but you know. Yeah, there's you know these people get found out fairly quickly. You, you scratch beneath the surface, and and some of the information is good, and some of it's solid, you know. But it's it's about you know separating the wheat from the chaff. There's a lot of stuff coming mm. out then, and you know some of it's it's, it's reacting to stuff that came out through local press or even through social media, um, you know. So you know, I would I would always you know it's due diligence i think that's -hmm. what, that's what i'd like to stress
0: i think especially just to piggyback on your social media point it's definitely gotten worse because of that you can get a message out nowadays so much faster than you could even five years ago really like it's just astounding how any journalist could tweet something and it's going to go viral like if it's about a big player and it's a big story and they're you know breaking it in quotation marks as i raise my fingers <laughs> then it, yeah, it could reach so many different it, people
1: the bane of my life is, is um you know on, on one hand i absolutely love social media and i you know I, I try to tell people if i've got information i put it out there i put it out through my social media channels i put it on the injury table if it's not there I either don't trust that information, and I'm not willing to put my name to it, or I don't know about it. But yeah, I'm asked the same old questions over and over again. <laughs> um, you know, so that that's the frustrating side of it. But but thankfully, you know, there, there's a lot more ups and than downs um, yeah. through social media. and I, I do enjoy myself on it, I, admittedly.
0: Yeah, no, it is, it is good fun, I think. I started my football index guide account like in July and it's I've had much, far more positives than negatives. You get the odd bloke. who's kind of like, you know, a bit daft and just says random things and you're kind of like, how have you even come up with that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how do I even yeah. respond to that? Which sometimes I find quite, very, uh, quite frustrating. Sorry. So have you, um, so Ben, have you had any like weird question, but you have any like trading experience in the, in the past?
1: um absolutely none i, I mean you know, I, I, a little bit of trading on betfair um oh yeah yeah you know I'm, I'm i'm probably going back um well the little ones five and i've done very little um since then so you know it could be maybe looking maybe 5 to 7 years ago yeah, wow. um where i used to just sort of I, I used to again just spend a lot of time i used to do a lot of research in um corners and in bookings and in you know, overs and under games and the mm. agent handicaps. And so that was always, um, a, a, like you say, a little bit of a passion of mine, just looking at the numbers. But once the little mm. ones come along and you just didn't have the, the time to be able to sort of sit down. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and people are a lot more informed these days and, and yeah. the value's gone and it's a lot harder to, you know, to try and win. So, yeah, uh, it all went a little bit quiet. Really, just until um, football index, um, yeah. that sort of just re- reignited the, the flame. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm growing a portfolio um, as, as much as I possibly can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think uh, I'm glad to hear that, and all the football index community is glad to hear that because I think it's such a great project, uh, project and project, really. And it all it needs is that kind of like rush of users because I think. When I joined in January 2016, they had a big marketing push and gained quite a few users. And then they had another big marketing push in June 2016, July 2016, when the Euros was around, and they gained a lot of users during then. And then there was a, an even bigger one, a bigger drive, like kind of March, April time, 2017, I think. And I think they're you know slowly growing, but they are still only two years old, like it's a really audacious concept and idea and i think people just need to be kind of patient with it so on that note what what do you kind of even though you're a new user and you probably don't know how you know primitive it was back in the day compared to it now like we yeah. couldn't instant sell um yeah, yeah so you had to wait till someone else bought your player uh lots of other features just weren't there it was uh yeah there was no performance buzz even like three month two three months ago so it's grown quite quite well considering what it is so what what do you kind of hope or think that they should do in the future to impu- improve it
1: um i mean for for me at the moment um you know like i say I, I'm i'm playing a little bit more of the of, of the long game so it's it's something that i don't necessarily need to to dip into on a on a daily basis, um, hmm. you know, just looking at, at some of the players that I've got now, like I say, the Colemans, I'm I'm pretty much not expecting much to happen this year, and um, you know, the Ross Barkley, I'm expecting maybe is another four to six weeks, um, and, and and that's good enough for me. But you know, I think for um, I think the you know the. The buzz although i don't fully understand it and, and around you know the match days and the games and the performances I think that's that's good for the people who want that that instant hit you know that mm. the win lose you know that rush of adrenaline I think yeah. that's a a really good um feature of the site um, yeah
0: no. it's um it's certainly increased that, the the volume of trading that's happened like people uh, almost like you know, activists like in play match betting sometimes with the performance buzz and you see some mad spikes and some mad dips. So, you know, and all I see with that is just more yeah. opportunities to, to get by, to buy players at the low end, really.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I, oh, this is, this shows you how, how blind I was when I actually came <laughs> in and um, I didn't actually realize that that players could get relegated from the squad oh. um, and then thought, oh, well, even if they got relegated from the squad, you could still hold them. And you know, one day you know they may come back up, and you know your, your shares are reinstated. Mm. But fortunately, <laughs> I didn't get caught out on that. But the, but there was oh. one or two players who who sort of caught me eye at the lower oh. end, um, and and could have ended up getting fingers burnt with that one. Yes, uh,
0: um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so not. It's quite a sticky business down there. I remember. I'm trying to think when and before this was before instant sale, right? So you can imagine how scared I was. I had a few Renato Sanchez when he was, um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> when he was still like 18, right? So this was a year or maybe even just a bit less before. And I, I think I realized that he was about to get relegated and it was only like, I don't know, like 20 quid's worth of shares. I wasn't very, you know, high risk or, you know, I didn't have much capital at that point, but, um, I remember just putting them up for sale overnight and being like, "Please just be sold." When I woke up, and I remember waking up and seeing that only six of my like thirty shares had been relegated. So I was actually really happy with that outcome because I thought, yeah. "Who on earth has actually just bought my players that are about to get relegated?" I don't know. So if you <laughs> if you are out there and you did buy those players, I'm I'm really sorry about <laughs> that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was wasn't great. Yeah. But um, I was i going to ask you about uh, fantasy football actually a bit and, um, and that's one kind of market that I think Football Index can tap into. I've had a few conversations with some of their staff about trying to kind of engage with that FPL community because I think some people on there who also like betting or have some kind of investment experience or some interest in trading would love Football Index really so do, do you think we'll see kind of a shift from not only from orthodox betting onto Football Index, but kind of people who are playing fantasy football avidly yeah. and there are some people with massive accounts on there who really love it?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, following on from the, t- the tweet that I sent out um, earlier this week, I did have one or two of the, the fantasy accounts sort of um, message me in response to that and say, you know, great we've been involved um for a month or two now we haven't sort of made it public knowledge we're just yeah. working away um you know mm-hmm. in the shadows and they're using a lot of um i'm presuming it's it's you know around maybe the buzz stuff you know looking mm-hmm. um using the a lot of information that they're picking you know, up which is which is relevant and pertinent to the to the fantasy platform you know, team um, players may be on hot streaks and have uh, got good fixtures or a good history or good head-to-head records and, and those sorts of things. And we didn't actually go into a lot of detail, but, um, you know, they have been quite successful in that and they have been really happy um, with the way things have been going. Um, you know, like myself, they haven't been involved um, for very long. Um, but... Yeah, their their user experience and has uh, been excellent, and they, they were sort of really complimentary about the platform. Mm. And yeah, you know, people who like to to bet and people who like to gamble, you know, will gamble on anything ultimately. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they they, they doubled. You know, a few bookmakers at one point dabbled in the market of um, you know betting on the fantasy football, which um, was. Uh, you know, work to varying degrees. Mm. Um So yeah, I can see. You know, like I say, I, I can see this sort of growing as uh, and gaining a lot of traction within the within the fantasy market. I was I was very very surprised when I put that tweet out. It, it, how much my timeline just actually lit up? Oh, man. It just I mean, went absolutely yeah. berserk. I was like, <laughs> whoa, what? I, I only just put the tweet out. I wasn't really expecting to have uh, you know these conversations and engagements with all these people and I, uh yeah it was it was phenomenal i was i was surprised and quite taken aback it, it, again like, you know how many people um what you know actively involved and and obviously that established community that's already that, yeah, that, yeah yeah
0: the um, best way to market something is is through a community which i found through <laughs> my videos and i found through the podcast and uh my channel the best way i've been able to advertise and market it is or marking my brand is through twitter through the twitter community who are really welcoming and uh and i've been part of it for quite a long time now but um it was actually really funny thinking about it now because someone actually messaged me on my for blindex guide account just asking uh for specific sources they were like and i asked them oh you know what what kind of sources are you looking for transfer news injury news starting 11s etc and he just said oh like mainly injury news etc and i just went Oh, um, yeah, you should definitely follow ben Dinnery and then I mentioned your Premier League premier league injuries uh, Website and the the physio room one as well, which I think is quite good And he just went oh, thanks mate. That's that's great. And literally an hour later She posted that tweet and I was like, that's that's really cool. That's uh, it was really <laughs> really funny to see I think um, i'm trying to think of any other like really big accounts that follow me i think there's a rugby player I i'm not really a big rugby man the guy called um ben jones bishop uh I, I don't he plays rugby league be really funny if i could get him on the podcast as well um, i think andy johnson former crystal palace striker might be on the index as well which which oh, is quite right. funny uh-huh. so uh uh-huh. might approach him at some point be quite funny <laughs> to get him on. but um yeah no i think uh the the fancy market is something that they definitely have to look at trying to collaborate with somehow. I actually set up a football index fancy premier league and tried to get the whole football index community involved. And I think we've got over like 130 people in it. So that's gone quite well. But um, I mean, I I was speaking to one of the the staff and they were like, Oh, well why, why would we advertise this or retweet your tweet when, um, when these people should be actually, you know, being on football index instead of fantasy football. And I was like, you don't quite understand, you know, they can do both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. they, they can be on fantasy football and they can use, they're not a direct competitor. This is a completely different product. So I think there's something that they should definitely tap into. I don't know what you what you think, uh, from that kind of perspective.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally sure. agree. Totally agree. I mean, like you see, there's some, there's some big fantasy, uh, accounts out there. Um, it was fantasy pundits actually who 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 put a tweet out with regards to um, their involvement with football index, and I think they're probably one of, if not the biggest, wow, fantasy wow. account out there. Um, well, number of followers in terms of six figures, wow, hundred and fifteen to wow. one hundred and twenty thousand last last I checked for them. So you allowed to you, you know, allowed to
0: reveal who that is, or do they want to keep it quiet? <laughs>
1: um well leon's the guy who actually runs the the site and, and the owner of of, of pundits uh, um, oh
0: is it the fpl pundits page yes ah okay okay yeah i think i followed them yeah, no, that, is, yeah. that is quite so, cool
1: um and and that was a public tweet that wasn't a private message oh, wow. so oh, okay. I, I was yeah. allowed to really rele- <laughs> i wasn't allowed to reveal that information i, don't oh, think okay. I was uh, stepping on anybody's toes or on that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was actually i actually had a question actually I've, have f- fantasy premier league have they ever tried to hire you
1: um well um i've had conversations with them in the past yeah. um but uh, it, it, it ultimately it came to nothing yeah. um it's they, they do a lot of work with the fantasy scout guys yeah yeah so they're, they're they, quite good yeah so they um deal with a lot of their stuff and and you know, within their agreed package of injuries um, comes under their remit. Um, mm. So I, I do a little bit of work um, across uh, in the States as well for NBC Sports. Okay. And the guy who I work with there um, had a meeting with the Premier League before the season started, and that was with regards to the new draft product. Okay. Um, that yeah. was going to go live. Uh, initially, we thought just the US, but they ended up rolling that out worldwide. Yeah. Um, and And we went down to london uh, and I had a chat with him before the sort of meeting with the premier League but like i say as it stands um there's no real sort of movement on that um and i, I wouldn't really expect sort of <laughs> anything for it um yeah i I don't know you know I, a lot of my work yes, it lends itself to the to to fantasy um gaming but I'm doing a lot of stuff um, with with doctors, with clubs, mm. um, insurance, uh, you know, all around the the statistical side of things. Um, so the fantasy market's just one facet, really, of, of Premier injuries.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm quite fascinated actually because I I thought you were as you were talking about, you know, your number crunching or your love for number crunching. I actually didn't really know you had like a physio medical background. So that's you know, place my confidence in you, in, in, in you, in your stats and your tweets from 99% to 100%. So, uh, <laughs> because uh, I mean, sometimes you can probably see the injury. You probably watch a lot of football yourself, if you can see the injuries, and you can be like, well, usually those kind of injuries it takes them that long to get back. And also, I actually I've actually seen this hands on, so it's great to know that as well. But uh, yeah, you know.
1: I am. Yeah, I mean, I have the also you know the added advantage that I, I hold a lot of historical data mm, so when it comes yeah. to particular players. You know, we we've got a a little bit of insight into to how long it took that particular player to to recover from a certain injury, and um, and you you know we can also look at um, players of a. Um, you know of a similar ilk you know defenders and in, in, in age and mm. types of injuries, just to give you a sort of um, a broad outline of of what we can expect and when we can expect maybe players to to return to action or return to training or um you know so on and so forth. so it's it's good in that way like i say it, it's a it's a science, but it's not an exact science. Yeah. You know yeah. a, a player can suffer a hamstring injury and be out for seven days. It may take somebody else who suffers a similar type of injury you know up to a month um yeah. it can vary sort of quite uh, greatly so um that's that's what holds the interest for me
0: mm yeah well ben it's been a pleasure to have you on and no, i yeah, honestly been, honestly, been honestly been reckon we could on. go on for hours here i'm quite enjoying myself <laughs> but um have to wrap it up at some point because i think uh, there's only i think a lot of people listen to this on their commute and i don't think there's any commutes there that long
1: so <laughs> um
0: thanks everyone for listening and thank you to Ben. Uh, if you guys did enjoy that, please do subscribe to the podcast and you know leave a review that would be really helpful and if you're looking for some football index related content in terms of you know techniques, trading techniques, then do check out my channel and subscribe to that and of course, if you are looking for the top top man in terms of injuries, you should follow ben dinnery you'll see him on the screen if you are listening via the podcast what's your twitter handle ben
1: um at ben dinnery
0: and the premier injuries one is
1: um at um on on the spot here at premier injuries
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh you're lucky to get that one to be fair well well done uh Yeah. yeah thanks everyone for listening